It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Bobcat Nation. This is your new head football coach, DJ Kenny. I'm a proud Texan who chose to stay in this great state. And with your support, I know we can take this program to new heights. You can expect us to play fast, play with great energy, and fight to the very end. Can't wait to meet you all soon. It's a great day to be a Bobcat. Eat them up. Here we go. Win now or get bent, number 75. Thanks for being here. If you don't already know, I'm Cap Tardello. Coming to you on a Thursday morning. I still want to get the Monday-Wednesday schedule going for the pod, but I got a weird week this week. Wedding coming up this weekend. whole lot of... Not my wedding. Friend's wedding. A lot of stuff going on. But there's also a lot of stuff going on with the Bobcats, so I had to jump in and at least get a quick pod. Talk about all that's happened this week with Texas State. Got some guys hopping out of the transfer portal, coming back to the Bobcats. Got some coaches coming in. Some of those position guys. Got some guys who are officially gone. Saw Dalton Cooper off to Oklahoma State. He's from Oklahoma, so that's kind of cool for him. You know, it'd be better if he was here. But hey, you know, to each his own. Speaking of that transfer portal, a few guys coming back on the defensive side of the ball this week. Torrey Spears, also about all mention this season. He's coming back. Jaron Morse, former All Sun Belt first team. He's coming back. Jordan Revels, honorable mention as well for him this season. Three big pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Because when you saw all those guys go in the transfer portal, that was the first thing you noticed is that the defense, this great defense that we were all raving about all season, just got gutted between graduation, the NFL draft, and, and the transfer portal. Seemed like a lot of these guys were, were going to be gone. But now they're back. They they believed in the G.J. Kenny, Kenny pitch. So yeah, Torrey Spears, Jaron Morris, Jordan Rebels, all coming back. All of them starters. Uh, much, much needed. They're joined, you know, they join Ashton Hawkins, Lincoln Perry, Mason Shipley, the kicker. These guys have come back. So that's, that's like 15 guys entered the portal when Spavadol got fired. It's about a third of them back. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. There's even confidence that like Isaiah Nixon might come back out of the portal. That's good. It's, it's such an interesting world for coaches now to not only have to recruit new guys, but go recruit the old guys. Make sure they come back and, and, and don't hit the transfer portal. 
You gotta you gotta pitch everyone these days. Um, part of that pitch, I, I feel like with Revels at least, you know, some of these new coaches have an uh, offensive coordinator Mac Leftwich coming over from Incarnate Word, Jordan Shoemaker, offensive line coach coming over from Incarnate Word, Michael Gunn coming over from Sam Houston State. He was a defensive line coach at North Shore, and I think that's the Revels connection there. I think that that went a long way for that. Um, so that it's 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 good to see them starting to get some of those guys back. Um, you know, not all of them, obviously. Uh, who Kyle Hergel left for Boston College. You know, it's also a good indicator when when they do enter the portal and they go off to somewhere bigger. It's hard to get get too down about that because you you see like okay, that's their option. It's not like they're leaving for like like Ashton Hawkins was getting a lot of like Arkansas State offers and Sun Belt teams. And that would, I think that would have stung a little bit more to see like a lateral move even in conference for a guy. But when they kind of move up and elevate to P5, I think that's a, it's good for the program as well to see that they can bring in guys, develop them, get more eyes on them, and then they get a bigger opportunity. It's the same idea for why it's good for Incarnate Word that G.J. Kinney is leaving for Texas State. Because it just shows that they, they they have even if it's a developmental system for just the coaches they 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 have that there in place. Um, but yeah, with, with these new coaches, I've got Mac Leftwich audio at the end of this uh, good fifteen minutes with him. Spoke about a lot of things with him, recruiting specifically. If you've been following on my Twitter, you can see that they they've been putting out a, a, a good chunk of offers. Mix of transfer portal guys and, and high school guys right now. Seems they're they're focused on the offensive line, and, and Max says that when I talk to him. Interesting stuff when I talk to him about quarterback. Uh, he says he, he's pretty sure, doesn't see Lane Hatcher coming back. You know, I've seen these guys hop back out of the portal. Lane Hatcher won't be one of them. Which is, is pretty interesting. A guy who took every single snap last season for the Bobcats enters the portal. Um, a lot of guys coming back. I even heard that Hatcher wanted to come back. Maybe even shown up at some things for Kenny. Uh, but he, he won't be back. And then Mac talks a lot about C.J. Rogers and how much he, he likes him, how he, he recruited him to Incarnate Word when he entered the transfer portal out of Baylor. Says some good things about Ty Evans as well, but then also says they're going to go find a quarterback with experience. You know, just to just to bring it in and, and shore up that room. But no Lane Hatcher. That was that was the big the big takeaway there. You know, even when I did that interview and I was just like, man, you know, really should just at least get one one episode in this week to at least put that audio in there, and so everyone can can hear that one. But great convo with Mac Leftwich. I mean, if you don't, most of you know this by now, but Incarnate Word, number one offense in the nation, whether it was FCS or FBS, over 50 points a game, just the dominant season from them on the offensive side of the ball. And it was Leftwich's first year calling plays. And this is what this is what they produce. He was a former UTEP quarterback. Um, he's, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He's a young guy, very young guy. They're all young. All, all the coaches they're bringing in are, are, are pretty young. But I think that bodes well for recruiting. 
as much as people hold it hold experience into into a high esteem, I I look at inexperience as a positive because that's a hungry person. That's somebody who who isn't proven yet. And if you can tell they have ambition and they want to be proven, then they will prove themselves. So I like it. I, I, I like I like the young coaching moves. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt to get a mix, too. It'll see what, what else, what they do with the rest of them, with defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, receivers coach. There's still a lot of guys to fill up. Probably about, I think they get to 9 or 10 on field. I know that that changes from every now and then. How many guys they can have as on-field coaches as opposed to off-field, which is like an analyst or a director of player personnel. But we'll see. We'll see how that shapes up. But it was pretty big getting getting Mac Leftwich to follow, I feel, after what happened, what transpired with Incarnate Word this year. And there was even a deal where where when Eric Morris went off to Washington State to be the offense coordinator, who's now the head coach at UNT, um, Leftwich followed him for a little bit, two weeks. And then when Kenny got hired at Incarnate Word, he said, hey, come on, come on back. Come be the offensive coordinator because he was just an assistant coach at Incarnate Word before that. He's got the promotion to that offense coordinator and a terrific season ensued for them. Oh, man. A little bit of, we'll do a little bit of basketball talk before I send it off to, to the audio with Mac Leftwich. You know, and I'll, I'll give a good recruiting update soon on the next one. Like I said, I'll get you a good... A good long one. This is another short one. I just wanted you to hear that. The audio from Mac. Uh, basketball, man. That's a tough loss for them to 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 Mary Harden Baylor. D3 program. If you missed it, 71-65. Kind of funny because on the game before they beat UTA 71-65. So back-to-back games with that score, but different winners in, in those. Um, yeah. It saw a lot of you were pretty upset about the loss. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I get it. You should be. Losing to a D3 at home, that shouldn't be acceptable. Uh, I, I saw some other people going the other way and said, uh, you guys are, are crying too much. You know, don't be that upset. I disagree with that. You should, everybody should be upset. The players should be upset. The coaches should be upset. The fans should be upset. Okay, you lost to a D three at home, and and does this, it doesn't mean the season's over, but it also doesn't mean that we go, oh, it's okay. We'll just accept this. This is the, the uh, I, this problem even goes a little further. I feel this is what happens when you keep scheduling these cupcakes in non conference. You set yourself up for embarrassment like this. I remember when 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 Casper took over in like what was it twenty thirteen or whatever. When he took over, and he had, they had that eight-win season, terrible. Eight-win season his first year. And he complained the whole time and even into the offseason about what a pain it is to have to play these good teams like UT or, you know, they would, they would schedule Davos. Would, Davos would, would schedule these bigger names for non-conference because it creates kind of a draw as well to the games. And then you get blown out by 50 points. Yeah, it wasn't the best, but it also wasn't every single non-conference game. But it was a good enough chunk where it at least tested your team so that later in the season when you get to conference play and you get to the conference tournament, you have faced this adversity. 
you faced a strong team. But Casper didn't like it, so he got rid of that, and they, they've been scheduling cupcakes in non-conference ever since then. Like, what, nine years ago? And this happened with Our Lady of the Lake two years ago. Lost to him. And I'll say this, you know, scheduling the cupcakes? Yeah, does it get you a regular season conference championship? Yes, and they've done that twice, back-to-back years, which is awesome, commendable. But guess what? When they get to the tournament and they have to face adversity and they have to face a team that's hungry and and wants to beat you and is probably better than you, they haven't done that because they play Mary Harden Baylor and they lose to them or Our Lady of the Lake and they lose to them. Now, that's not that they do have some some good wins this season. They've won two bye games, the Bobcats. So this isn't a total indictment on the non-conference schedule. But I, I'm just saying, I'm 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 kind of tired of seeing D3s pop up. D3s pop up and then and then beat the team. Because I remember what that 2020 Our Lady of the Lake. And they were saying, well, this was this was a big catalyst. It was a moment that, that changed our season. And we were able to, to go on and, and have a bunch of wins right after. But, but what, what happened? How'd that season end? You went to the tournament and you lost. So. But yeah, you as fans should definitely be mad. Um, because that pressure, pressure, pressure creates diamonds, as they say. That pressure is good. Put pressure on the program to be better, to stay better, to have your standards at a high level. So when people tell you, don't be chicken little or whatever, some stuff I was seeing out there, you know who you are. It's that type of mentality is how the mediocrity has reigned in this place for so long. That type of like, take it easy on them, guys. No. No taking it easy. Win. Win games. When you lose, you get criticized. That's it. And they lost to Mary Harden Baylor. There you go. Rant over. That was a quick rant. Quick basketball rant. We'll talk more about basketball. I am hype. This was not supposed to be like, oh, guys, basketball's done for. You know, they're six and five right now, not ideal, but we've seen TJ and his teams go on a run around this time of the year, too. It seems like after after they get past Christmas, things start to roll once they get into conference play. And I'm confident that will happen again. But that's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. Probably paid them too. Don't know. But all right, let's kick it to Mac Leftwich. Like, subscribe, comment, all the good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Kef underscore C. Follow the podcast at Win Now or Get Bent. Um, once again, my schedule stinks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a better intro deal. I still have that in the works. I've been putting kicking that can down the road for like three pods, but we'll get there, everybody. We'll get there. All right, Mac Leftwich coming up. So yesterday, Texas State announced that you are coming over as the offensive coordinator. Congratulations yep. on that. Uh, what made you come to Texas State? Obviously, G.J. Kinney coming along was an influence, but what about Texas State called to you? Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I think uh, just from from an outsider's perspective, you know, kind of what Coach Kenny hit on, the, you know, in his press conference, I think, uh, you know, looking at this job and the location, uh, the school, the campus, uh, you know, playing there, playing at that stadium and, and kind of getting a glimpse of the uh, the game day atmosphere, uh, you know, two years ago when we when we went up there at Incarnate Word. Um, I think just all those things uh, combined, I think this is a, a sleeping giant of a program. I think, you know, with the right staff who comes in there and, and attacks the recruiting portion of it. And, um, you know, I think that this place can compete for championships. So uh, obviously I'm, I'm sold on, on Coach Kenny and his ability as a leader and, and his vision for the program. Uh, but just, you know, I, I think it's a place that, that has really high potential. Yeah, you mentioned the recruiting aspect of it. Obviously, you guys have been getting a lot of offers out there this week. Uh, what's that been like? You know, dealing with Incarnate Word, you got a big playoff game coming up against North Dakota State this weekend, but you're still trying to recruit guys for another school. What's that like for you? Um, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been a little bit of a grind. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate Coach Kenny. Um, he's kind of spearheaded the recruiting portion of it, I would say, um, and. Uh, and then I've been able to, to focus on putting together the game plan at UIW. Um, you know, that is important to us to, to go out the right way and to give these kids, um, you know, our focus and our attention for the last couple of weeks because, uh, you know, they bought in everything that we were we were telling them and we were asking of them all season. And so, you know, we want to do what's right by, by the kids at UIW and, and put them in a position to win, uh, you know, when we play these playoff games. So he's been great about, uh, you know, kind of kind of getting what needs to be done at Texas State. And, and then whenever I have time at night, you know, after we get done at UIW, I make all the recruiting calls that I need to and, um, you know, do any kind of evaluations and that kind of thing. So um, he's, he's been unbelievable so far, you know, these first couple of weeks. And, and that's, you know, the one thing about him is he's going to be, he's a great roster builder, um, a great recruiter. So, you know, his focus is there and, and um, doing those kind of things. So I have a lot of trust and, and, uh, and I think he trusts me as well, just from about an evaluation standpoint of the kind of kids that we want. We're on the same page and, and, uh, you know, know what we're looking for. So, so I think it's been good, um, you know, trying to, trying to balance both has been a little bit of a challenge, but, um, but I think we've, we've done a good job so far. You know, just on the surface level, when you take a look at the roster at Texas state, what are some of the big needs recruiting wise that you see on offense positions? Um, yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't I haven't really had a chance to, to uh, look at the roster and study kind of what's there too much. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, we're we're gonna have to bring in some offensive linemen to, to shore up the O line because that's kind of where everything starts for us, uh, and then uh, and then the the dynamic playmakers on the edge that, that we've been fortunate to have at UIW. Um, you know, we're going to have to bring in some guys that can really stretch the field vertically and, and make plays on some of those 50-50 balls down the field, um, you know, that we've had a ton of success with this season. So probably those, those are the, the key factors. And then, um, you know, and then with, with uh, Lane Hatcher, the quarterback, getting in getting in the portal, um, you know, you know, probably bringing in a guy who, who maybe has some experience. But I am excited. Uh, you know, the uh, C.J. Rogers. Um, is a guy that we recruited hard at UIW when he got in the portal last year. Um, you know, obviously he ended up going to Texas State, but I think he's a really talented kid. Um, and then, then Ty Evans, I've heard really good things about as well, uh, you know, being on the roster. So I think that quarterback position is in a good good spot, um, you know, and then just kind of building off of, of that will be key. You know, you, you took the quarterback question right out of my mouth. You, you, you also are the quarterback's coach, so obviously that's on the tip of your tongue. Kind of a different deal with recruiting in nowadays where you have to – also kind of throw a pitch to the guys that were that may enter the portal or the guys that were in the portal like you guys brought back with with Ashton Hawkins and some other players how different is that what's that like for you guys having to uh almost re-recruit players yeah I mean I think that's uh you know that's something that we were uh, 
you know, we ran into at UIW as well last year, you know, for kind of the change of the guard at, at head coach. Um, and then I spent two weeks at Washington State and came back, um, you know, when, when Coach King offered me the office coordinator job at UIW. So we kind of went through that last year of re-recruiting the roster, but I think that's huge. I mean, that's that's priority number one because there are good players there, and there's players who have, who have played in a lot of football games and, and who have had a lot of success. And so, you know, I, I think Coach King has done a great job of, of – you know, building some of those relationships quick and, um, you know, convincing some of those key guys to, to get back out of the portal and, um, you know, and, and to, to be there and, and continue, you know, building off what they did last year, um, you know, at, at Texas State. So I think that's that's critical. Uh, and then, like you said, you know, just from the quarterback perspective, uh, just and, and I think, um, you know, our numbers offensively this year kind of, you know, hopefully, hopefully speak for themselves in, in that sense and kind of, you know, build some excitement uh, for those guys and, and what could be next year, um, you know, but, but just reaching out and, and starting to build those relationships so those guys uh, trust me and, and want to get coached by me. Yeah, on the quarterback side of it, it seems like you're – we've seen guys come out of the portal, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen with Lane Hatcher, huh? Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't foresee that happening. Uh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about the guys that are, that are still there on the roster. Um and then, uh, you know, and then, and then possibly looking at, to add, add a couple more pieces as, as things kind of unfold. You know, the high-powered offense at Incarnate Word, that seems to be the big headline when, whenever talking about the Cardinals this year and all the points y'all put up. Is that some, obviously that's something you plan on bringing to Texas State. How do you, how do you institute that? Is it a culture? Is it a scheme? Is it a combo of it all? Or, or what's the initial plan? Uh, I mean, I think I, I would say it's a combo of it all. Um, you know, I think I think as a coaching staff, I think we did, we did a good job this year. Uh, you know, not just myself, but but Coach Kenny and and then you know all the other assistants uh, that are that are there at UIW with me. Um, I think we did a really good job of um, we did a really good job of, uh, of putting together a scheme. You know, that that highlights our guys and what they do well, um, and and is sound. And and as long as we go out and execute, you know, we we should be able to, to move the football and put up a lot of points. But I think also, you know, just the just the expectation, you know, in that first meeting, um, in that first meeting when I was back at UIW, you know, our, our goal was to be the number one offense in the nation, and that was that was what the expectation was. Um, that was what we were working for every single day, and we knew it was going to be a lot of work, and and there was going to have to be a ton of attention to detail, um, and and it was going to be a little bit of a process getting there, but. Um, you you know, that's, that's the expectation is to be great and to be able to go out there and, and score a bunch of points. And so, you know, that won't change going to Texas State. Um, you know, we'll, we'll expect to, to come out there and light the scoreboard up. Um, and, we you know, we know that that will be, a, be a, a thing that we have to work really hard to do. And, and um, you know, we'll have to recruit every day to bring in great players that are, that are able to, to, you know, make the plays that we need them to. And, and we, you know, we'll have to, to clean up some things from a scheme standpoint and, and from a practice standpoint. Um but, but I think that, that those guys will, will be excited about that and, and will buy into kind of, you know, what we want, uh, what we want them to, to be, you know, from a mindset, stand, mindset, mindset standpoint. Um, and then also, uh, you know, just, just the, uh, the actual skiing X's and O's, all those kind of things. I, I think, um, you know, we keep it simple for those guys, play fast. We play a, an exciting brand of football, which, which I think people will, will uh, rally behind. You know, people see all the points and they assume all the, all this team does. They probably just pass the ball, air raid. But if you, uh, I've watched a, a good chunk of your games this year, and you you run the ball as well. Is that fair to say about your philosophy? It's not all just the air raid. It, it's a there's a lot of running mixed in there as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And that, that was something, uh, you know, that was that was really important to me taking over as the coordinator this year is is that we wanted to have an edge about us and we wanted to be physical and, and you know, in those games where you have to run the football and, and you, you know, maybe you're not throwing and catching it real well, um, you know, we wanted to be able to win those games and, and to, to grind it out on people and, and you know, I've been really proud of our kids. Uh, you know, they've done a great job buying into that. And, and, you know, I feel like we've done a great job, you know, running the football this year. And that, that's really who we want to be. We want to be a team. Uh, we want to be a team that can, that can run the ball downhill, uh, and then, and then take play action shots over the top. So we want to be aggressive in the run game. Um, and then, then also be able to throw the ball down the field. You know, Lindsey Scott Jr. set records this year at quarterback. What's it, how, what's it like to, to coach somebody like that and see all these, these numbers and records go down and, and, and to know that, that that's something you're a part of. What's that like for you? Yeah, this year this year has has been really special. He's a he's a unique kid that that uh, you know I might never get to get to coach one like him just from a, a preparation and, and maturity standpoint, leadership standpoint. Um, you know, I really can't say enough good things about Lindsey. So he's he's earned every bit of the recognition that he's getting this year, and, and um, you know it's been it's been awesome to to just be a part of it and and to. Uh, you know, to feel like I played a small role in that. But at the end of the day, he's the one going out here throwing throwing touchdown passes and making plays. So, um, so it's, it's been awesome to watch. I, I enjoy I, I enjoy coming to work every day and getting to coach him. He's, he's special. You mentioned the game where Incarnate Word came up to Sam Marcus and, and beat the Bobcats, and that was that was a big thorn in the sides for a lot of fans in Sam Marcus, but I can only imagine how much that motivated people at Incarnate Word. Do you think that moment was, was kind of a big catalyst for what, what was to follow the, the next two seasons? Yeah, uh, 100%. That, um, in, in that season, that 2021 season for us, you know, going into that game, we had, we had lost a tough one um, in overtime up in Ohio against Youngstown to start the season and then had beat Prairie View. Um, and that was, to, to me, that Texas State game was, was kind of the tipping point on our year, um, you know, where our kids kind of kind of believed that, that they could go out there and, and win games. Um, and so so I think, you know, for us, that, that, is, that kind of – got the momentum rolling that we needed um and and we've really kind of been been riding that wave ever since then you know even even now you know going into the the national semifinals so yeah that was a that was a huge point you know in in uiw's uh history you know last thing i'll ask you about you got that national semis coming up you just mentioned north dakota state a very historic fcs program what are you expecting what are you anticipating this weekend uh it's gonna i mean it's gonna be a battle those guys are good they're they're uh extremely well coached they play they play uh, extremely hard and fundamental football. Uh, you know, they don't give you anything easy. You got to go out and you got to earn everything uh, that they get. I, I was looking it up last night, and uh, you know, I don't think they've given up over forty points since like twenty sixteen or something. Some kind of crazy, uh, crazy stat. So it, it'll be a grind, and, and it's going to be a tough battle. This will, this will be the best defense that we've played uh, so far this year. But I think our kids are, are up for the challenge. Uh, you know, kind of. You know, we've been preaching all week that, that we just got to go out and, and do what we do. We're the number one offense in the nation. If we and execute. I truly feel like we can move the ball and score points on anybody. So we just, we just can't let the moment get too big for us and, and just play our game. And, and I think uh, I think things will, will go our way. You know, actually, I got one more, one more for you. You guys are a pretty young staff. You at least you and GJ are pretty young coaches. How important do you think this little extra time in these playoffs is good for y'all as experience as coaches? Do you feel like you've you've learned a lot just in the last couple weeks? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, just, just uh, I mean, this is my first season calling plays, um, you know, and, and running the show on offense. So just, you know, the, these, these uh, uh, hold on, sorry. Oh, you're good. I, I'm actually on the way to Texas State right now, so my GPS was talking to me. Oh. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think these, these weeks have been huge. Just, uh, you know, getting a chance to, to call plays in these big games has been has been awesome and, and a little bit more pressure-packed. Uh, you know, we've got some big-time critical moments, critical third downs, um, and critical situations that have come up in the game that, that you know, you, you got to make sure that you're prepared for. So, you know, I, I think with being a young coach, I think every – um, you know, every time that you get to go out there and, and play on Saturdays or, or Fridays in this instance this week is, uh, you know, a great experience. I, I think, you know, that nothing nothing replicates uh, a game rep, you know, for a player or um, – and so I think the, the more games that we can we can get under our belt and, and work together, I, I think the better. Awesome. Mac Lefwich, it was a pleasure to, to get to know you and, and hear your voice for the first time. We'll, we'll definitely be getting to know each other a lot when you're in San Marcos. Perfect. Yeah, now that you have my number, if you ever need anything, don't uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. All right, I, w- I won't abuse that power, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks.